Hey guys, it's Jack here. Big massive shout out to our Patreons. So these guys are the guys who donate for the editing and they really do make a huge difference to keep the show alive. Uh, we've been sponsored by Art Faulkner, Ferdy Evers, Mikey Dredd and Underfluke. These guys are absolute legends. Thank you so much and see you next show. Telemetry recovery. Let's drone out. And action. Jack doesn't know what to do. We're going to wait. We're going to wait 10 minutes just for traditional sake. Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. And tonight we are joined by Andrew slash Frank. Good evening. Uh, Mako Reactra. Hello. Even though it should be Mako Reactor. Final Fantasy Seven, One Life. Sorry. One <laughs> Life. Um, we are joined, we're joined by the sexy NJ. Hello. God, I've missed you. <laughs> uh, my little Tony. Bonjour. Oh, sorry. And everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello, look at that, there's a whole row of people, so much better than a few weeks ago. And everyone's usual, oh my god, Jack's an idiot, Jack's here, Brian till I fly. <laughs> How are we all doing? Uh, doing good? Yeah. 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 Well, you all had a drink, so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not with it, but uh, yeah, we are here to talk about your wonderful trip, Mako, and you've yeah. been and had some experiences Straight in there, Jack. And Tony... Oh, wow. We're getting right into it. Tony upset you by texting you, asking about your dad. Oh, oh. <laughs> I felt really bad. The social... <laughs> <hand line>. <laughs> he didn't mean it. Well, it just got awkward now. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I look at it... Well, I think, actually, Tony might have said this. It's more to honour him. Yeah. You know. Yep. Because yeah. he was a very intelligent man and he made you. Yeah, sure. We'll so. get back to that bit in a minute. Should we talk about the... Where, where did you go? All right. Well, it was the New York City Drone Film Festival, but um, it was actually in Jersey City, so it wasn't in New York City. They just called it that. And the Friday night was the film festival, and I wasn't there for that. I'm kind of disappointed that I couldn't make it for that because there were some really cool FPV pilots nominated for awards. It was a lot of aerial photography, but NERC was nominated, Red FPV was nominated, um, and uh, I think there might have been GAD 707 was nominated too. So that was really neat, but I didn't get to see that. I went on Saturday, which was at the science museum um it was called day of drones and it was really a bunch of workshops panels um classes that you could take as well as um some demos they did some fly demos and tiny loop racing so there was a full day of drone activity it was a lot of fun um i can kind of go into some specifics about my panel if you want yeah go go Okay, so um, there were different panels. Oh, my God had a panel. I got to see his about FPV um, freestyling. Andy Shendron had a panel, and unfortunately I missed his because his was at the same time as mine. But um, 
Mine was basically bridging the gender gap in drones, and it was uh, myself and four other women on the panel. Um, and it really just showed me the variety in drones. Uh, these women were more aerial photography drone pilots. They all had their part 107s, um, all in businesses. One is from Australia, and she leads this company that basically is like lifeguarding and watching for sharks in the ocean. That's a quite cool job. Like that sounds pretty sick. <laughs> and then, uh, what was that? I wouldn't mind doing that. It's good. Sounds good fun. Yeah, but she said that they were transitioning more into um, like people sitting behind a screen and 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 not and just kind of pushing buttons here and there. It was more autonomous. It sounded and it it sounded something like FPV pilots wouldn't like that. No, you know we want to be like doing mm-hmm. more and behind the goggles. So. But um, there was another woman who was like the first female who ever passed the part 107. So that was really neat. Um, And an educator was there as well. And uh, we kind of talked about just how there weren't a lot of women in the drone industry and kind of some of the barriers and maybe what reasons why that is. Um, Is that just just to jump in? Is it is it any better represented for women in aerial photography as opposed to sort of more freestyle FPV pilots? Or is it still very, very low? I don't know for sure. Like, I don't have any facts about that, but it seems as though there are more aerial photography pilots who are women than FPV pilots. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but... I only see a few FPV pilots. But yeah. None Anyone? of us really follow any photography stuff well, i know there's in, in the uk there's the helicopter girls um so that's uh, they, they've been running for quite a long a long while they're well established uh, as cinematographers and videographers um got some very nice very fancy kits i um, suppose it might be a bit, a bit more of a natural procession uh, progression even if you're coming from a photography background and you that you then like oh i could put a camera in the air here or i could film this differently yeah that makes sense but uh, most of the aerial photography people there were so interested in FPV and want to start doing that. That's good. That's cool. Yeah. Did you did you convert any? Did you tell them what to go out and buy? And... What was that? Did you did you do you think you've managed to convert any of them? Did you give them a kit list uh-huh. to buy and say this is how you start doing it and get on the tiny whoop course and that sort of thing? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think they. I think they converted um, the person who organized it, Elena. Uh, she's women, women who drone CEO, and she was so interested in it and wants to get on board with it for sure. So maybe a little bit, but they also converted me. I would say I want to get my part 107 now. <laughs> we still got a beach pony on account to 107. Yes, we're on. Nine we're on. We're on seven. Tone, what's up with your camera, man? Because it's what? kind of giving you like a cinematic feel. No, you've got like a. Has anyone else got that? He's got like a b- yeah. black border around him. Have I? Yeah, it's really weird. Definitely got a lens flare. That, yeah. that, that's that's God shining on me tonight. <laughs> you don't believe in God, do you? Uh, mm, I don't know. Maybe one of the light bulbs in the dome then. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's another... That's the Flat Earth series that I'm going to start next week. No. I've got I've I've got a little thing. Apparently, we won we won fourth place. We didn't on, win. We are. That's not winning. <laughs> <laughs> Tens, anything. Well, it was a top ten. So 
he we polished were, we his made head. The top ten. Remind you, yeah. You never, uh, you never get that in boxing, do you? I won second place. <laughs> <laughs> I got it is for us. We're yeah. like the worst. You're even, you're even less likely to win fourth place. Yeah. Well, we got we got fourth place, and you know, fourth place in what, Jack? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. The um, best drone podcast on uh, Frank. What? Where, where was it again? And ask me. I didn't find the link. Somewhere on your website. <laughs> yeah, I'll post the link. Hang on. It was um, free spot blog named well, us. Why, why aren't you lighting a sparkler for this winning a fourth place? It yeah, means, it means opening. Oh, the... I agree. We All got right, hang on. Let me... <laughs> and also, I've been putting up Let's Drone Out episodes up lately. Slowly yeah, so I heard the four minute 31 with you and Curry Kitten just basically giggling for four minutes. That's what we do. That's what friends do. We're always together and we tickle each other. Fourth place. Really exciting. I tell you what disturbs me about this fourth place is that it's such a narrow field. It's like podcast, drone based podcast. We still only come fourth. Well, can we have like UK drone-based podcast? The, the or, or UK drone-based podcast is on every Thursday. <laughs> then we have a more, more of a chance. Yeah, because yeah, even in UK drone-based podcasts, we're second. Yeah, this is even How worse. second? Well, there's the... the what's it called? can't yeah. say the name. Maybe we could win with an ethnic diversity we add that into the categories. <laughs> yeah, we should try. <laughs> yeah, let's throw it out. He's a racist. Much. Um, I don't know, but I'm, I'm proud of you guys. That's what I was going to say. I'm really proud of you. It's an honour. It's taken um, us three years. Yeah. Uh, we're not as good as the Drone Trainer podcast or the Ask Drone You podcast. We're not as good as the Drone Radio Show. <laughs> Just, just to put it in perspective, if somebody was to dream up a new drone podcast and put it on the air tonight, I think they would be eighth, wouldn't they, or something? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, but we beat the FPV show. Screw yeah. those guys. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting point you make, Curry, because uh, it does say top ten, and there's only nine on the list. <laughs> 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 Why are we spoiling it for ourselves? <laughs> We're being, just, we're being um, so donated. British about this, aren't we? That's what's happening here. Yeah. Give an award to a bunch of Brits and they'll just <laughs> completely tear it apart. Well, no, no, we didn't really win anything. And... said there are nine because I, I would have thought maybe there are 20 and it would have sounded better than the fourth. <laughs> no, we can't even do that right. Out of thousands. We can't even come from Jack, you got, you got a light of, of fizzy oh. thing. Oh, the patches, yeah. Green patches just donated Why two, you two bucks. sparklers, man? Tell I've me. got to buy a lighter as well because... Um, oh, my word. Because the lighter doesn't work. If only there was a pound shop. I don't like it. It bleaches my retinas. Any <laughs> <laughs> patches. Keep it away from your Goldilocks. Dog good. Hold it up, he can't see. <laughs> I like it being this end of it and not lighting it and stuff. It's good. There you go. There you go, Patches. Cheers, mate. And uh, I'd like to thank everyone who <laughs> tunes in every week and listens to this god awful monstrosity. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, thank you for helping us get fourth place. If you really love us, 
I mean, really like <laughs> adore and listen to this podcast and it provides you with any sort of help whatsoever, please go to our iTunes review and leave a positive review other than uh, we got a nasty review and then you read later on and then it's actually one of our friends. Do you mean reviews you can comment? Yeah. You mean iTunes review? Yeah, iTunes review. Not YouTube review. Sorry. That's not a thing. Yeah. I think Gary's in the chat, by the way. Hello, Hello Gary. Everyone wave to Gary. Hi, Gary. <laughs> he's, he's so going to be called Gary forever now. Don't, um, don't, accident, don't accidentally click the reporter concern. That won't help us. <laughs> Sorry, Mako, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was thinking, actually, that there was an interesting statistic um, that they brought up at the panel that said often women, when they apply for a job, will only apply if they have 100% of the qualifications. Mm. And um, men, I think it was like they would do it 60%, you know. So I don't know. I think that's probably pretty close to true. I, I never applied unless I had 100% of the qualifications. But, Who oh. just died? Someone just fell down the stairs. What's going Someone on? Someone collapsed in shock. <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? So, yeah, guys, if you've got, if you got <laughs> iTunes, leave us a review. Please. Please. Thank you. Oh, there's a link. Yeah, um... A, a similar statistic I've heard to that is that, um, like, I can't remember what percentage, but like, men are much more likely than women to ask for raises and and things like that. Um, but did, was there out of your panel discussion? Was there anything in particular that um, kind of came up as like a major hurdle? I mean, obviously you've said like applying for jobs is is one thing, but was there anything? Was there anything else out of there that's like a major hurdle? Yeah, I think we really talked about just the way we were raised and how that was a bit different. And nowadays, like there's more STEM and you're getting more of that um, in the schools and the classrooms. And you see more girls doing kind of the hands on stuff now. Um, I know when I was in school, I took home ec, you know, I didn't have those kind of tech classes. <clears throat> I was yeah. always encouraged to kind of play with the the dolls and that sort of thing, but I always wanted to go out and play with the boys. And that's where uh, Jack <laughs> only likes the idea of that. Um, Jack used to uh, be encouraged to do home ec and play with the dolls and stuff, didn't you? I also you think kind of staying in it, staying in the hobbies, hard when um, I just don't have that tech background. You know, I have to learn so much more. Like even the tools that we use i was never really comfortable using so i had like well which screwdriver do i use something as simple as that <laughs> yeah. have you bought yourself a pink set just to, I uh, have the, not. The, the, the the cliche or get your favorite parent anodize it pink you know and just take it back rosie the riveter you know but i'm little... trying to learn more and more i um i did that little build video of that frame i know it's just a frame it's not that difficult to build but it was fun doing I don't know, you ain't seen Tony try and build a frame. Oh, <laughs> Let's not talk about that. I've got pink tools. Talk oh. about applying for jobs that you're not qualified for. God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting what you say about the STEM subjects, because over in the UK, the, the computer 
I think it is actually the computer science subject now is now a lot more uh, programming based. But um, it turns out, at least at my daughter's school, to be not that popular as an option because it's hard, which is, I think, a good thing because it should be hard and then it's very challenging. But because of that, there's there's like a handful of boys and girls that have actually chosen it as opposed to like the, the what I call the soft subjects like sociology. That was very popular. Yeah. Well, if you, if you look back through sort of the past few decades, back in the eighties, computer science was was actually uh, dominated by women in in academics, in academia, and then all of a sudden, it sort of became this. I think it was when it kind of became that computers became a hobby thing, and you could access it. All of a sudden, it, it stopped being such a female dominated area, and and became seen as a kind of masculine thing to do for some reason. Um, but I, I don't know why that is or what we can draw from that. But that's that's something that's kind of fairly regularly shared in, in the kind of um, IET and, and that sort of group that, you know, look at where engineers come from over the past few decades. Um, it's just like there's been this kind of change in, in who goes and does computer science. Um, but I don't know what we do about that. That sounds that sounds like a job for my trans activist friends. Yeah. <laughs> Like talking about, we, we're going in dangerous ground that us idiots should never go. Yeah, especially this sort of <laughs> like level of show. But I'm I'm glad that you know girls are doing more like you know techie stuff and getting a bit more sciency and stuff. It's like it's bizarrely sort of like gender assumptions. You know, it's just like we're all people at the end of the day. You know, Tony's good at washing windows, whether he's a woman or not. (laughs) And I look like Janet when I straighten my hair. I I could be a receptionist, even though I'm dyslexic. (laughs) I do love the Janet receptionist look. I know, it's quite a good look, isn't it, really? Mm. We have a fair number of girls at my school who are really into it now. And actually, um, I don't know if I mentioned this last time I was on your show, but came to my race and um, watched me race and put on the goggles and then tried some flying at the end of it. So uh, I have a bunch of girls who will love it. Probably yeah. just as much as the boys. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Did you get to meet and talk to Tommy at the show? Yeah, yeah. I think he appreciated us in the audience. He kind of talked to us a little bit because it was more interactive in a discussion because mm. we were one of the few people who were FPV pilots there. Um, so I think like, we understand it. what you're saying. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he was really interesting. I asked him about his acrobat because I keep I'm on the lookout for really a really good micro cinna cinna micro. I guess um, I had a diatone one, and I'm working on that one. And I want it was interested in the acrobat, but now I think I'm going to go the Shendrone route and get a nutmeg. I've never heard of that. that. I don't know these. Yeah, they have the squirt and the nutmeg. I know. Listen to those names. Don't worry. We've got the the potato wars going on (laughs) at the moment. Yeah, let's let's all say hi, right, right, because we know you watch and steal all the ideas. Nice to see you again. Any views are not (laughs) very good. Any views expressed by any guests on this show are personal and may not reflect the views of these hosts. Also, the host may talk rubbish as well, so ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is quite true. But yeah, me and Frank did a potato quad ages ago. 
I know. Well, what are they called? They're not rotor right anymore, are they? What? I think they renamed their Facebook fan club, isn't it? Rotor right a fan club. Yes. I think I didn't think it went down well, and I don't think they can change it for twenty more days or something, which I find quite <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah. Um, Batwoman asks. Batwoman FPV asks. I've had my daughter's teachers asking about it today. They want her to bring her little quadcopter in to show them. That's awesome! Hi, Batwoman. Oh. Uh, yes, showing the love. Um. <laughs> At school, I've done a few presentations. You guys should look into doing that. You should go in and do a presentation for the whole school. Like, you don't have to do the whole school at once, but small groups can come in. You could fly for them. They would love it. Imagine us lot turning up at a school. My daughter suggested I go in for careers day, and I had to decline based on the fact that the other parent may lynch me. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have a career anymore. I know. It's like, what do you do? I don't do anything, really. I sit at home, and sometimes I fly some drones and make some YouTube videos. Because all the kids would be, that's amazing. We want to do that. What qualifications do you need? None at all. You can just leave school now. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's so funny It's so funny how into YouTubers they are. If they find out you have even five followers, you're a celebrity in their eyes. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that keeps me even vaguely cool at, at school amongst my daughter's peers. Otherwise, I'm just that <laughs> stupid old man. I'm a fan of your YouTube t- channel, Curry Kitten, and that's why you're here. And I mentioned you the other day and someone said, oh, I really love Curry Kitten. I can't remember who it was. But they they liked you as well. Good enough. I'll take it. Richard Wild one in the chat says his ten year old daughter flies fixed wings and is getting into quads, and she loves watching and learning the build and fix process. So there you mm. go. Definitely yeah. need to put her on to, to your to your video. Um, yeah, that'd be great. God, I don't know whether me and Tony can be trusted. Like you know, we'll pass the criminal background check. Have you done anything dodgy, Tone? <laughs> It's just swearing. It's just. It's just. Is, the, it, is it time to mention the dead hookers in the feet? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the kids searching this show, being like, "He's got a wank sock." Miss, what's a wank sock? I know. No, little <laughs> Jimmy, no. Ruin that kid forever. See, whereas you're like doing good, and you know, in fact, we're probably making your reputation worse. Apologise. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. Mm. Green Patches in the chat uh, kindly requests that Richard Wildborn keeps his daughter's flying fixed wing. I imagine because Green Patches feels uh, slightly uh, at risk of, of Luke going further down the global leaderboards. Um, oh, poor having Green another, Patches. Having another a 10-year-old uh, start, starting to fly quads. Because as we know, you know mm. below 16 years old, you you far better at flying quads yep and then you hit that that age and then all of a sudden a terrible pilot all of a sudden right should we should we go off topic uh well like off on topic what off, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, like, off off the the topic that is mako reactra in, in on our show and talk about the big uh the, the new laws have come in and now you've got a phone the airport to let them know that you've changed your battery and you're going to take off again five and a half nautical miles uh yeah all of that kind of stuff um 
Yeah, Thank we've you. had some changes over here. Have you got a rundown of the changes, uh, Andrew? That you can. Yeah, I, I'm sure you've got this bullet pointed in front somewhere, of you. Somewhere, somewhere. Like organized man, you are. I'm I'm not organized <laughs> enough on that. <laughs> I I actually hate them, and I might even make a video on it where I phone um shoreham airport seven times in a row uh yeah i'm gonna call you back in another three minutes because that's how my, long my batteries last I, I I'm, mention one I'm thing. taking off again <laughs> is that how bad it's gonna be I, i've heard on the grapevine that uh airports seem to be less willing to grant um a, a, an exclusion for somebody wanting to fly because they're they're slightly more worried about like liability for some reason so mm. so people that have been flying in the zones now um are and, and i mentioned this just from comments i've seen around in various places but concerned that they're not getting the permissions that they thought they'd be able to as easily mm. i don't, I don't oh, know I, how, I, how that holds up or not the, the i've seen quite a few people who have done this have rung up their local atc when they're going to fly in a um, what's what's the initialism for this one i think it's flight restriction zone um so that what, what it is is that all the airfields and airports and all that kind of thing now have a a i think it's five and a half nautical mile um exclusion zone around them and, the and then, and then a, a bit along the runway as well that's a little bit further that's in like kilometers or something because air law loves mixed units for some reason um and then so if you're going to fly in one of those areas you have to ring up the atc and say hello i want to fly is that okay and they go yes um so from i've seen quite a few people who have done this and it's been absolutely fine quite a few of them have been told by the atcs to just like yeah it's if you're going to be flying there in that particular spot over the next six months that's fine. Go away. Call us again in six months, just so that we don't forget about you. Um, I think there have been maybe one or two people who have been a bit adversarial when they're calling up, and <laughs> it hasn't gone particularly well for them. Um, but basically, don't be a dick, and it will be fine. Um, that's Jack Naked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend calling up Shoreham every time you're about to take off, but just call them before you take off the first time, have a bit of a discussion with them. They'll probably say, yeah, you're far away. We don't care about you. You're flying below the tree level. It's fine. So I guess you shouldn't say, I want to go up really high so I can see your planes land. <laughs> that would no, be unpopular. That would not go down well. But if right. you say, I'm flying below the tree level or i'm only going up to a thousand feet or whatever you're doing um and say you know i'm staying in this particular area and it would help to have you know some longitude and latitude or particular i don't understand longitude and latitude you don't need to just look it up on google and read it out to them it's fine um they'll know what it means i just, don't just 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 be <clears throat> polite to them just ask the question. They'll say yes. Why are you asking us, you idiot? Um, I can away, see. I can see this ending time. ending with a logbook. <clears throat> That's where I think this will be very similar to general aviation. What we're all after, right? 
I well, got just to keep, keep whether it was whether it's an app or whether it's a, a, a physical logbook, some way of saying I was here over these days and these hours. Because if you're saying this is my area, I'm going to be flying here. I hope you guys are cool with it. And ATC say, yeah, you're absolutely fine. If anything happens, then the first people that they're going to call is probably you, at which point you'll have to say, here's my logbook. I wasn't flying on the day that event happened. I suppose the other worry is uh, you call them up and they say, yeah, you're fine for six months um, if you keep flying that area. And then something somebody turns up and says, hey, you're in a restricted zone. You say, it's okay, I've got permission from the ATC. And they say, prove it. And uh, well, the ATC say, oh, yeah, I don't know, John was on that day. Did he write it down? I don't know. Yeah. No, we haven't got anything. I think there is a club or two that I have seen that have literally got an email with the ATC saying, yeah, you're fine for that amount of time flying in that area. So mm. it might be worth doing that if, if you're going to be flying the same spot for that amount of time. But basically, I don't think it's anything to panic about until you've actually had that conversation. If they say, no, go away, we never want you flying anywhere near us ever again, stay away, then we might it might be worth actually bringing that up and... see what we can do as a community but for the moment I don't think it seems like anyone's up against that kind of hard wall yet well um, I fly in a location that you're supposed to be within not within you have to be farther than five miles from an airport here Um, and I fly a place that's like 4.75 so I originally called the ATC and the first time I called they took like my name my number what time I was flying a bunch of information my license number I think too Um, and then driving or pilot and they're just like basically leave me alone and hung up (laughs) wow Frank, if you're in five, however many nautical miles of an airport, but you flew five miles away in a different direction, is that okay? Just so we can clear that one up. Uh, if you, as long as you're flying away from the airport, that's fine. Cool. Uh, as long as you're within, you know, visual line of sight. Unaided. I've got very good eyes, and yeah. I can see through my goggles. Well, no, yeah. it's not you. It's your spotter that needs to have very good eyes. Invisible Tommy is awesome have. as well. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what? I'd prefer this have. I'd prefer this system if it was done on email just so you've got something officially in yeah. writing yeah. I, I would I would probably not call ATC I would if they're, they're going to have an email that you can my, make my, amount of hours that they might otherwise be busy doing more important stuff my, yeah. my favourite would be I call them record the conversation then I get drugged to court and then they're, I'm like, I have got proof. And then I play it. And then they're like, we're going to now sue you for recording us without our permission. <laughs> so this is the other question which Mr. Fruity Cakes in the chat does ask is who's going to enforce this? Who's going to drag you to court over this? Like, who's going to do that? Mm, who is going to enforce exactly. it? Exactly. <clears throat> like, I like his name as well. Yeah, it's a good name. Um yeah, I don't think there's anything to worry about at the moment. Uh, just a Should reminder be. to everyone that tomorrow, Friday the 15th, there's going to probably be some, well, no, it's, it's going to be Brexit news, let's be honest. But there's the possibility of there being some news about the drone bill that's going to be talked about, but it's not the real drone bill. Ignore it. Don't worry about it. I Come think it'll probably get buried under all the Brexit stuff, to be yeah, honest. I, I, I think we're safe. What's happening with Brexit other than we're not, not we, I think we should dig up Guy Fawkes. Yeah. I think that guy had the right idea. 
Well, two two thirds of Parliament voted against anything happening yeah. by the end of the month. So basically, so they've also voted uh, against nothing happening. So yes, yeah, it's it's just just yeah, going to keep getting delayed. And, they're all addicted to voting things down now, which is great. They're just enjoying it. Whatever comes up now. No, no. Go. They, they better let you back in from your travels when Brexit does happen. And be really annoyed if they don't. <laughs> it, Drone race in the chat it, wants to know what Brexit it's is. It's a it's a new drone. Brexit out. means breakfast. <laughs> Everyone's knows that. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, uh, travel is interesting. Uh, in answer to that, uh, Jack, travels is something with a lot of us who work in and out of Europe and the world re- travel regularly. It's is a strong danger of it becoming a, a huge pain, pain in the, in the ass. butt. Mm. Yeah, I know. Well, do you, do you think that's because the, you know, the border control going to finger so, you? So um, everyone's listening to this to get away from this. <laughs> so drones are brilliant. Drones are good. Hashtag. Mm. Has, um, has anyone of us uh, flown this week? Because the weather has been unbelievable. You, it's been blowing like 60 mile an hour winds outside. It does seem yeah. like good weather for like dynamic soaring. But other Very than that, dynamic. Dom got round with a glider and I had to make a battery adapter. So I think Dom's going to go out gliding soon. That sounds like fun. Oh, right. good. That means it will the, the wind will drop and it'll be fine for awesome. flying. Mako, you been out lately? Were you um, flying a hole, didn't you, though? Flying where? She flew oh, tiny loops in a hole. Yeah, hole. Yeah, You're like, I, I, I was weird. flying my mini quad outside um, this past weekend. It was finally warm enough. Oh, that was I flew around some trees and uh, there was snow on the ground. But Still got snow. I can't believe it. Yeah. It won't go away. It won't melt. But I fly indoors a lot because we do the tiny whoop racings, ev- racing every week. Yep. And I tune in now and again and you pay me a little bit of attention on Twitch. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I love this girl. <laughs> She's on Twitch. You're the best. How long do you get five? You need to do it more so you get five con, uh, continuous viewers and <laughs> over 12, and then we can subscribe really to you. To it. It's my husband's thing. <laughs> you, need to, you need to. I'm sick of watching adverts for Call of Duty. Is <laughs> <laughs> that why? Yeah. You need a more mobile camera. Yeah. But I don't know. What what did you see any interesting stuff on the the you know the drone video like uh, awards? Yeah, I was going to ask what what was the format of those? Was it yeah. was it bits of drone footage in other films or was it all especially just shot from drones, especially for it? Or, or what was the what was the deal? Teach us. <laughs> well, the film festival part was a lot of um, just like videos of drone flying, like aerial photography and FPV videos. Like I think the one of Nurk when it was when he was flying around maybe a museum. I don't know if you ever saw that video he did. I think he did it with his Shendron squirt. Um, but I wasn't there for that part of it, so I don't really know much about that. But the day I was there, you could go into different workshops. So there was like an editing workshop. We can learn about editing footage, and there was someone really professional that's been doing it a long time and um, kind of teaching you about it. Uh, Andy Shendron did his uh, cinematic footage with racing drones, so he talked about that. Um, and uh, oh my god, did the flying freestyle with FPV. And there were places where you can go and kind of 
demo drones for people. So they had the cage and they had this autonomous one that kind of followed you around. I think it was called a Skydio maybe. Um, and then they did some FPV tiny whooping in the cage to kind of demonstrate that. And then we did some tiny, this part was really fun. We did some tiny whoop racing in one of the exhibits and uh, the kids were holding up kind of wands with circle gates and we got to fly through them and demonstrated. And there were a bunch of screens around the, the room where people can watch the screens. Um, but it was in the 9-11 exhibit, so that was kind of interesting, the World Trade Center exhibit. And there were steel beams from the actual towers in there. So it kind of was like a little awkward flying around it at the same yeah. time. Because it's kind yeah, of like... You wouldn't want to crash into any of them. It's also like, yeah, yeah, you want to be careful of what you're flying around and respectful of it because there's so many emotions attached to that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. That's, that sounds like... No, a- nothing from you, Tony. I don't I don't want to know what you're going to say. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Just by saying that, I know what's in his head. Yeah. No uh, comment. My, all my workmates are fascinated by you. Right, they all <laughs> no. wanted to know. That... We're not going down this rabbit hole. No, please. Oh, um, quickly, thinking of something else to say. Uh, this weekend, there's drone clash happening in the Netherlands. Is anyone going? Either I, anyone in the chat going? Do we know anyone who's going? It no. Sounds no. But I've been watching. I watched Peter Streeple's video about him. Uh, checking it out and I think the Mugods built one hasn't he for uh, mm. his team to, to do it and it's essentially you have like uh, what is it like a queen that acts as like the base and a bunch of things attack it and there's defenders and attackers it's, it's, have I got that generally right? It's a drone fight then it's something a bit more it is a drone fight but there are there's like a base ship and I think there's like fighters so they're all sort of built slightly differently Oh, so it's kind of like an, a defender and a couple of attackers or something? Yeah, so yeah. one, one yeah, like is like the sort of fort. So he's tried to build it so you couldn't get into the ducks and it can like survive having things thrown on it and it can obviously air mode over. But, of course, the more the more you surround the ducks with like uh, wire and stuff, as he found out, trying to make sure nothing got into it, the heavier and less efficient it becomes. So he's like full throttle <laughs> trying to get this thing off the floor, which would fly for about two minutes so he went through a whole thing about trying to make it more efficient and more usable uh so that i think that's sort of an interesting concept that people are going to bring different ideas to it and people have got like different ideas about how they're going to attack it so some will go sort of all out with something they can smash and others could just like well i'm just going to hang this string down and see if i can get it into a prop and that sort of thing i'm interested to see how this goes because in the u.s there's been for quite a while uh, or quite a few years, I think it's at one of the maker fairs where there's Game of Drones, um, which is a similar kind of idea, but it's one-on-one as far as I can tell, or at least it's, mm. it's kind of, it's not teams, it's individuals, even if there's like a few of them in an arena at the same time, and they're like you say, having strings coming down from them, but this sounds like it's a kind of a team versus team, as far as I can tell. Seems that way. But it's, yeah, it's interesting. I am very tempted to like buy a last minute ticket and go and have a look. Because it sounds quite fun. You should do it. Film it and report it next week. Yes, report it. Because I was meant to be going to Popham this weekend and sorting stuff out with KQRC, but unfortunately, trying to get three busy people into the same place at the same time isn't working out so well. Uh, so it's probably not going to be this weekend. You should see my invitations to the mini air show for things that are not working out so well. <laughs> what? The inviting people to talk 
Uh, I, uh, honest to God, I feel like you have JK, one job, Jack. I, I feel like J.K. Rowling, but with a shit version of Harry Potter. What? What's rejection all around? What? I you? I think you're far deeper into Harry Potter lore than I am. <laughs> what are you talking? About? She she was unemployed. She was taking her book round everywhere. And everyone was saying no. Uh, so Jack, Jack's the alternate universe where J.K. Rowling was turned down by everybody. Yeah, and hung herself on, <laughs> off the kitchen table. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do you take medicine-wise at the moment, Jack? Well, soon, uh, in April, I will be cold turkey because it's going on the controlled substance list. And I will be in pain. A no. lot. So, so you're going to be even more uh, happy. Yeah. Is this why you're thinking of giving up flying? Yep. I'm very screwed. So we we need lots of uh, donations from everyone for various analgesics for Jack so that he Mm. carries on flying. I know. I'm not allowed cannabis-laced gummy bears. I'm not allowed pregabalin. I'm not allowed gabapentin. When you say you're not allowed them, is this because of a stomach reaction or that people won't get them for you? The government have stuck them... In Ireland, they got a bit of a pre-gabalin issue there. So are, we, are we sending you over to Ireland? Is that a thing? No, no. You'll have to send me back to the EU where I'm allowed to be treated and put down. We're, we're going to have to have like export licences for that. Oh, no. I don't it, know if you can... It's not too late to send them off to Dignitas if you want to just like <laughs> cut it off there. No, I'll end up going to Sweden instead of Switzerland. I'll <laughs> yeah, you will. That's the problem with <laughs> dyslexia, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've come here to kill myself. Shit below? No. Anyway. So, um, Mako, would you like to tell us about your, your daddy? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Tony, where were you? Tony, you 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 do this segment because yeah. you wanted to learn stuff. Hold on, hold on. We've got That's to a, stop the. I've, got, I've got nothing to lie. All I've got is this whole okay. packet. You need to the, the whole packet. Jack. That's oh, the Angus Rovers uh, King. Have a beer Brad. on me, Jack. Oh, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so much for the donation. Twenty bucks from Rovers King. Wow. Thank you. I really appreciate everything it. Everything for this. Gives Tony some, some valuable thinking time. Oh, yeah. Oh. Also, remember the camera's further up. Hold up, up hand. Up, 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 up there. Damn it. Have you got the fire extinguisher handy? No, I'm just going to hope for the best. Oh, well. And push them all together. There you go. That's Be nice all. Oh, that's, uh, that's kicked off quite a bit. Look at it, it's molten. Fused <laughs> <laughs> together. Wow. Oh. It's like it turned into a thermal lance or something. That's amazing. Oh, no one likes your t shirt, by the way. This was a pre- Christmas present off my dear friend Frank. Yes, it was. Andrew Sashank, thank you, man. I love it. It was one size too big, and I've grown into it. <laughs> the only shirt that fits. Uh, because, awkwardly, my, my new colleagues asked me, you know, what do you do at the evening? And I'm just like, I sleep, I eat, and I, you okay. know, everywhere. And uh, I was like, that's it. I was like, oh, just, just think of me as a big, giant bear. 
that's hibernating in Brighton. Yeah, mm. which is a whole new rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> so <laughs> big tonight. But I would like to point out, if I was a big gay bear, Tony would be my cub. Oh, I would. <laughs> yep, yep, little cubby. Because <laughs> you're not a twink. Um, NJ would probably be a twink. NJ, you, you're older than me, though, aren't you? Um, yes, I am older than you, Jack. Mentally and... <laughs> <laughs> NJ's really considering hard if he wants to acknowledge that question at all. Why he came back. The re- no, the reason he said that is because my birthday's on Monday and it's unfortunately a big one. No way. Yeah. It's the big 3-0. But maybe a bit more than that, I'm afraid. Oh, shut up, oh, NJ. You look that. 12. Yeah. Really? Oh, it, it can't be the life begins at... Um, yeah, it's that one. Is it? No way. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. And you passed 37 as well. Or is it 27? When are you meant to do yourself in if you're a talented musician? Oh, um, yeah, I think it's 20... Yeah, it's 27 is the kind of... Mm. that's the, There was one magical... Ma- magical was completely the wrong word. Um, <laughs> there was one, one, Don't use that at the um, tra- yeah. trade tower... Yeah, yeah, whatever age I think Jimi Hendrix died and Kurt Cobain. There's all these those Amy Winehouse. They all seem to seem to uh mm. yeah. Well that was a, a bleak turn for <laughs> tagging off the back of my upcoming So birthday. basically you failed as a musician because you're still alive. That's an interesting <laughs> way of looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm actually stoked to turn forty because not it's a few years away, not too many though. But all right, just push that one on there. Don't worry about us. It's like no, it's many years away for oh, me, but I'll be stoked about it. Well, you can fly in the um, like the uh, older people race. I don't know what they call it at multi GPIO. You can fly at the forty plus race. Dementia special, I think they call yeah. it. <laughs> Let's I mean, fly dementia. <laughs> Tony, what is this called? <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Is that is that a class we're going to have to bring in a uh, mini air show? Tony? Oh, please do! I might win that. You're going to have to like have like uh, geriatric X class, and then that's yeah. like just you. Well, yeah. I, it looks like it's just going to be me anyway. I put out a a, uh, a shout out the other day. It was like yeah, you finally got a chance of winning a race at least. Oh, yeah, with only you in it. So anyone listening who has an X-Class or has some parts for an X-Class or is looking to build an X-Class, please be. by May the... You know this better than I do, Tony. May the... Um, the 12th. There you go. I keep forgetting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because all the days... You haven't forgotten. It's just all the days are blending into one mass panic and yeah. stress. Well, the thing is, it's because we, we've got like... The, the camping starting on the 10th and then the setting setting up happening on the 11th and then no no camping starting on the 9th set up having on happening on the 10th and then the racing and everything happening on the 11th and the 12th and it's just too many right. days it'll be fine it'll be fine puts gun in mouth I do need some x class people to fly with yeah well, what are you doing I... for your birthday NJ um I d- are we clubbing together and getting NJ and X class? Is that what you're saying, Jack? Because I think Tony um, might lose. That would be fun. Uh, nothing, nothing too huge, I don't think. I'm, I'm slightly suspicious that something might be organised 
Oh, um, oh, after five thousand. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, not not too much is on the uh, on the agenda, as it were. I'm just working through mountains of reviews. Probably got an army of cine whoops here that uh, need to get done. So uh, I have uh, actually been sent by Beta FPV a replacement for the one for anyone that caught my live stream where I did reveal the sad undoing of my last Beta. X uh, 85x HD, which made its found its way under the wheel of a very fast moving tractor. Oh, um, <laughs> it was quite an amusing video. I do, I have been sent another one now, so I will be. Uh, that looks really nice. Yeah, yeah, I just printed a new canopy for it. One of the problems with uh, the original canopy was that you couldn't really angle the turtles too well on it. Um, so I've uh, printed a newer one which has a bit more room. But um, this flew so well on 4S. I was, I was. This was my favourite little whip until it got run over. So, uh, version so two. We'll see are how you goes. going to be um, taking their advice about only running it on 3S now? Or are you going to carry oh, on with 4S? I've already flown it on 4S. I, 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 I mean, yeah. this is something I'll allude to in the uh, in the review, which is that I think part of the problem was the PIDs they provided. I just think they were on on a. A whoop that's running. I mean, my biggest issue was they've got a whoop running D Shot twelve hundred, which is just completely bonkers. I don't think it needs that at all. Um, and running a protocol that fast, um, and then running D terms of that are up in the sort of mid sixties, it's lot. just it's asking for trouble on four S with such high KV tiny motors, and they're so the motors spin so fast that it's not something that you'd ever hear. You can always hear that metallic ringing of a high D term on the five inch quad um quite easily you can use your ear to, to do that but it's it's less noticeable on a, a on a tiny whoop so i got mine tuned up on 4s with the pids me and mr shutterbug had a chat about pids and we both independently tuned ours 85 xhds and we both ended up with pids that were around half of the ones that beta fpv shipped it with and i went back to them and said look i think your pids are too high and this is what smoking your ear sees um so i've gone straight onto 4s with it and again with my own numbers on it it's been flying great so i'm, I'm going to stick with 4s well hopefully they take note it was it was actually quite good to see uh beta fpv they put a blog post out about their investigation and I know a lot of companies are, are quite crap when it comes to people blowing quads up they're like oh yeah yeah it's 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 nothing don't worry about it they put a load of quads through torture tests I managed to blow up a load, and that they they figured that some of them were dodgy ESCs, mm-hmm. and they blew up. They had a whole box of 4S failures, and then they had a bunch of 3S ones that that didn't fail, which is why they came onto the idea about it's 4S. But it'd be really good if they could repeat that test, trying something like your PIDs, and see if they still had the same problem. Yeah, because I mean, num- I, numbers I, I, mean things when it comes to testing like this. It, it does, and I've, I kind of got a little bit disheartened when I mean, face Facebook groups. You see all kinds of people in, and and you saw people just absolutely tearing them a new one. And I thought, well, hang on, you've got companies like, you know, I'll say it, but but Runcam who go and we don't support reviews that he sorry. Yeah, but you know they sort of discreetly changed the lens behind people's backs to fix a problem uh and you know they really upset the community with a few shady moves and then you've got beta FPV who came out completely with their hands up and said look here's the problem if you've got if this has been a problem for you we'll totally honor fixing it here's all our research that we've done into why we think the problem exists we're going to write it for everyone it's completely the right way to do it and mm. i think they should be applauded for that and as usual you still get a 
people going at them and uh i i kind of think that's a bit uncool i think they deserve support for the fact that they've you know they've said we'll honor any you know if yours blew up because the cse fire if you had any it was still a small number of people who had the problem but if they did they they said we'll send you a new sc we'll 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 make it right and here's the research so that we we think we found the problem and we're going to fix it and move forward um so i think they're to be applauded for that uh, for dealing with things that way um but i've i've chat with um the chaps over there and i have uh chat with nate and uh yeah i think that the pids are definitely something to do i hope i have i've told them as much anyway so um we'll uh we'll see how things go i'll continue to run it on 4s and you know i'll either eat my words or uh or not, but Nate and I have certainly been flying for us for quite a while on that quad without problems. So I, th- I think it's fine. I think the numbers just need to come down. Right. There is a question in the chat for Mako. Where uh, from? Con- concrete, concrete snail. snail. Concrete snail. Mm. Good home. Where does Mako stand on the rise of brushed whoops and racing? Because you don't fly brushed yet, do you? I fly both. Yeah. You fly both, but you're still uh, kicking ass without yeah. flying brush. Sure, yeah. Surely there's been a rise of brushless and a decrease in brushed. Right, that's why I'm a little yeah. confused. I fly brush, like 65 millimeter brush, yeah. But I have brushless too. I have the 75 brushless. I what actually do you really like flying this. I've had um, this one. I have another one around here, but I really like flying the 75 mil. It's a lot of fun. I feel like it lasts. I don't know. It just doesn't get the sag towards the end for some reason. I don't know if it's the battery. I use, um, oh gosh, I wish I had it. I use like a 600 mAh battery. I wish I had it. But a lot of people use like the 300, right? Oh, yes. Is, what, is that a, a 2S uh, 600 or a 1? No, 1S. 1S. Oh, wow. That's, feel, it feels quite heavy, but it obviously works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got like a little blanket on you. I'm Stable. cold. Oh, there is snow on the ground. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, it's quite a meaty. Uh, looking. Not really. Uh... There, we, there go. we go. It's your face. You got to cover your face. It face tracks you. But anyway, yeah. So I use a pretty large battery here. It is quite big. It's funny. It's one question I get asked um, quite a lot on my channel is what batteries I'm using with various different whoops. And I'll say the same thing to them as I'll say now, it really doesn't matter. I use a load of cheap batteries because 1S, when you're pulling a decent amount of current from them and they're so small in capacity, they're going to puff and die anyway. And they're so cheap. So just use them, abuse them and, and throw them away. Uh, not, just like Jack's possible. girlfriends. <laughs> what girlfriends? <laughs> Oh. Like, you know, Tiny Whoop has their um, brushless motors now, so I'm really interested in making a 65 mil brushless. You've also got a new. Is it, is your little new frame going to come out? Do you think, or is it just for you? Well, I, uh, I think it's just for me. So um, they, this is the one they released or are releasing. To the cat is this like exclusive? I think they're doing a contest right now where you, and it might have ended, I don't know, but where you submit artwork and uh, they'll print some of the frames for prizes. Bring that up onto a uh, camera again. We've got you presenting so we can get a good oh, look. Sure. Yeah, it looked great. Oh, so it's got like a little yeah, awesome. cat on it. 
Class funky. So I think it's like a hydro dip print or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they put my logo on. It was it's pretty awesome. I can't wait to get it. It's in the mail, so. Oh, so you got your one coming. So it's going to be the yeah. same as that with your with your yeah, uh, logo, logo. logo. Yeah. And I'm not sure like if I should fly it. It's too nice. That that they <laughs> may need just hanging on the wall. Yeah. And I um Flywo sent me these crazy gold bling sweaters. <sighs> I I think I'm going to put them on it. It's just because yeah, you, look, look looks like something you should probably wear around your neck. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And what about um I've seen on your, your Instagram uh with your um one twenty eighth RC truck. Uh have you been oh, driving no. that around a lot? No, not too much because we brought it to um the New York City thing, the John Festival, and it got squished in the Oh. <laughs> so it's a, it's a little I need some repair <laughs> but maybe I'm hoping to like work on that a little bit because at the hobby shop we race at they do car races too mm. so it might be fun to go down and try that out they don't do it FPV so I think if we walk in and do it FPV they'll give us funny looks but <laughs> I think that's the way to go FPV more, a truck. more realistic my yeah. first FPV experience was a 136 Lozy Micro T with a 2.4 gigahertz um, little security camera on it. And yeah, it's just great fun to just drive around the house. I, I think nice. the, pro- the problem is on, on like a racetrack is it can be too bumpy. You, yeah. need to, you need to have the right combination of suspension and camera to, to get it right. Mm. Yeah, it's just, just going to be like... Ugh. Get a bit sick. <laughs> Can't you get the jello balls? Does that not do anything? Or does that amplify? It's quite a small. I guess it depends where you are. If you like an, an indoor sort of carpet track type thing, which which could be a, a lot of fun. What you need but, is some some kind of three axis gyro for the camera, <laughs> or the cheap way of doing that would just to be to build one big enough to hold a chicken, and then you mount it <laughs> to the chicken's head. So we've all seen the video I, of the guy who moves the body of the yeah. chicken. Yeah, I've noticed that by you mountain biking. I wear a chest harness. And it goes up and down. But if I put it on my helmet, the camera, my I'm head trying to find works as a gimbal. A video that I saw many, many, many years ago by I'm pretty sure it was uh, Alex Moss who did uh, who built his own gyro kind of gimbal thing. But it it was like the chicken. He built it around the idea of the chicken, so it had like a an arm that so it would stabilize not just in in direction but stabilize it up and down as well and it looks amazing and i think he just used it in one little video and then it never appeared again and i'm i really like one of those you just, need, you just need the gopro 7 now don't you sir it does work nicely people in the chat are saying that the same thing that's in my head i thought you needed an owl for proper bird gimbal type tracking but chicken lets you do it on the cheek they're much owl easier to get on the podcast we're th- talking th- about gimbal owls <laughs> <laughs> exactly Jack, this is, it's on topic ish and it's you've inventive had, you've had a chicken in your in your flat jack we've talked about <laughs> yeah i bought you a chicken here. you ungrateful prick Tony. <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> what friends do what we what need would to you do, do if you bought a chicken, if someone bought you a chicken, get a tape of camera to it. Said clearly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a go? Has anyone had a chicken ball? I mean, we had a go at the UK drone show. Uh, Maker, have you had a go with a tiny woover yet? 
A what? A tiny Hoover? Tiny Hoover. 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 Stop falling into general uh, gender stereotyping. <laughs> I don't um, know what that is. So it's a little like a uh, hovercraft. Like a, oh, okay, okay, I do know what that is. I just didn't know what they're called. I mm. haven't tried one. They no, are crazy like fun. Because we had, had um, sort of, I don't know what it's called. It sort of looked like a wing and it had like a tie, a whoop in it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, Have you uh, seen that? Uh, that's, that's an, what's that one called? I can't even remember. I, that I've seen something like that, which like it's got a wing that's attached to it. Yeah. I did. I have actually FPV my Hoover once. <laughs> I entirely believe I'm that. not even joking. On his own. Uh, anyway. I say FPV, what's your control method? Surely it's your hand like this. No, no comment. <laughs> is this is this related to your live streaming, Tony? Of all yes, your, it was. Yeah. It was. I'm so tempted to buy a Roomba and stick an FPV thing on it, <laughs> even though you'll have no control over it. That just take like it a... around Tony's house and make a big thing of it, and be like, "Tony, I've made you a present." An hey, FPV, um, Roomba. Roomba. Yeah, so we can sit there and like watch and like not have control over it. That sounds like, like an work. excellent 24-7 live stream. Oh, it does. Yeah, but right. it's not big enough to 24-hour hoover it. I just want to quickly talk about Mako and her father and what her, her dad did and where he was stationed and things like that because this is really Because we really know Suffolk people. We do. Yeah. Um, no, I offended them. I'm sorry. I guess for those of the people who don't know, my, my family, we're an Air Force family. Um, my dad, who's no longer with us, was in the Air Force and he was a tech sergeant um, and he was a mechanic. So he worked on planes and he worked on the SR-71. That was one of the planes he worked on, um, which is a pretty famous plane. It's known for being really fast, like three times the speed of sound, over 2,000 miles per hour. Um, the CIA basically went to Lockheed Martin and asked them to create this crazy surveillance plane. So that's what they came up with. And there are about 30 made. And I, my, my family was stationed at, in California at Beale Air Force Base, which is basically the home of the SR-71. So pretty much all 30, 32 of them have been in and out of that Air Force Base. So my dad's probably climbed around on all of them. But um, he was a crew chief, so he was in charge of basically all the mechanics and making sure the plane ran. But the plane was incredible. It, I went on my honeymoon to go see the actual plane that my dad worked on the most and got to touch it and everything. It was really exciting. But um, That's cool. Yeah. But we went to uh, the Smithsonian Museum in D.C. and we saw a ton of World War II planes. And this, the SR-71 was just huge in comparison I can't even describe how big it is. Um, I don't even know how they got it in the museum. Like if they had to take off the roof it's, or take it apart into pieces, but I don't even, it's humongous. But um, it's made of titanium and it's pretty loose fitting. So what happened was when it wasn't flying, it would leak fuel. Yeah, and funny. my dad bathed in fuel, I think at least once. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it would then when it would fly, it would, uh, you know, the speed and the heat, it would, expand and then it would fill those holes and it wouldn't leak anymore but mm. uh, he went yeah. up in the plane a couple of times uh as a pilot and he had to wear a space suit because it's like 80 it goes up like eighty thousand feet yeah. um but it flew a lot of hot missions they call them so and they don't know exactly where they were flying but my dad did know that 
um, they would fly over Nicaragua, Cuba, and then um, we were stationed in Okinawa, and that's where kind of the big, big missions go out of. And then also in um, Mildenhall, I think. How did you? How do we pronounce it? That's in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So he was stationed there, and they flew a bunch of hot missions out of there too. Um, but he, he was also in Saudi Arabia. He he traveled a lot um, due to his job. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, that that was absolutely one of my like childhood poster planes that I just absolutely obsessed over. It's, it's, one it's, of the sexiest looking planes in the world. Oh, it's incredible. It's it's sort of the thing that nine year old you would would draw if someone said draw me a plane and you yeah. crossed it with your favourite spaceship and everything else. I mean the technology <laughs> consider it, it was designed in the seventies, right? Was it late sixties, early seventies? It was Yeah, I think it came out like the sixties. And, so. and some of the technology, I mean even the way the nose cone retracted in and out of the engines to make sure that the air the air coming in because got to such incredible speeds <clears throat> that the nose cones had to move in and out to be able to bring the speed of the air down to where it could actually combust it was just insane insane technology in this thing and uh, so i read there was lots of reports of, of people saying well we've got the official speeds of this but there's actually it's it's theorized that this thing could go way faster than that but they never wanted to actually publicize just how fast this thing could go there's lots of rate uh ATC stories of of people saying there's stuff we've seen move across a radar that we think might have been a seventh <laughs> one, but they've ne- you know we officially weren't told, but it was just ballistic, and it probably was that on reconnaissance, uh, you know, on the edge of space. Incredible, there is an absolutely excellent book on on the SL seventy one and some similar ones that came out of the Skunk Works. So the, the book is Skunk Works by Ben R. Rich and I absolutely highly recommend that and how they kind of trialed different fuels for the SL seventy one and ended up almost blowing themselves up. Um all the talk about how like the 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 like you say the the cones in the engines like produce so much thrust through weird bits of maths and things. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a great piece of kit. And uh, someone in the chat, I will check who said it. Um, the one who flew over his house. Oh, uh, oh it was Mr. Fruity Cakes again. Uh, said uh, there's an SR-71 <clears throat> at uh, the Imperial War Museum, uh, American Air Museum at Duxford. Um, and I have seen that many times. I think I've is, seen uh, that, actually, now I'm thinking about it, because I went to Duxford and flew a tiger moth, and I'm pretty sure that... Oh, I did see it there. Now I'm thinking about it. So, so it Mako, was really big. Mako, have you got any got any classified <laughs> classified info? Can you we... tell us any secrets? <laughs> if I tell you, I'll um, kill, kill you. One of them. <laughs> My high club. Yeah, <laughs> tell Jack and then kill Jack, please. <laughs> tell Jack and then kill Jack. Yeah. So, yes, that that is one. That is one very cool dad. I know. Imagine if I become a dad. What did you do? I cleaned windows for a living, son. <laughs> it's kind of too bad in a way, though, because no, I shouldn't say it that way. It's it's unfortunate because I didn't realize growing up how like sick his job was until yeah. I was really old, and then he passed away. So I didn't get really talk to him more about it. I would have loved to get some dirt. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I now understand. Yeah. The, that that feels that is really interesting because cool. I remember seeing a good documentary about it because it sounds insanely dangerous. But I remember the the engineer saying, actually, if something was on fire, you could throw that sort of fuel over it to put the fire out because it was such non combustible somehow 
that it was uh, yeah. not, not considered dangerous, that the fact that fuel just leaked out of it when it was on the ground like that. I know. That's crazy, crazy. That it expanded that much when it was going that fast. Yeah, who did the maths for that? Ah, don't worry about the leak, it'll be fine once this in the air. <laughs> and you yeah. imagine sending it to the machinist, though. Are these your tolerances? Because you do realise <laughs> it, it fits together like a soggy jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> when it's in the air, it doesn't. No, when it's up at, yeah, 100 and something degrees, it's, it makes a difference. It must have got quite warm. Mm. Yeah, it was, I guess, like over 100 degrees in Fahrenheit <laughs> in the cockpit. Yeah. I think at certain speeds it was considerably higher it was like you know really getting and on that external, the external yeah. surface was like over 600 yes yeah, it was I got really, really hot pretty insane i mean imagine being told what you're about to go and fly don't be concerned the thing you're getting into is about to absolutely hemorrhage fuel but as soon as you get to this point in, in altitude <laughs> all glue itself together um, yeah. don't worry about the fact the nose is going to glow red hot that's cool too we've sussed all that out done the math i mean it's just it's, it's bonkers and we'd like you to go at the edge of space and then fly over you know russia or wherever a very In far place. it may have been russia it may not it's crazy yeah and don't worry about the u2 that got shot down by a missile a few years ago like that won't happen again we promised well that yeah. that plane was one of the famous stories about that from i can't remember who the uh the pilot was was saying that you know whenever they got a missile fired at them they just put the accelerators on <laughs> you know put the throttle all the way forward turned on the reheat and they just outpaced it you know wow. like, see you later I didn't wow. tell you my dad actually worked on the U2 also. Nice. That was his other wow. yeah. That is that is a cool dad. Was he offended by that shitty band? <laughs> I'd be like, this plane doesn't deserve that, Bono. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's crazy because I the SR-71 would go up so high, yet be able to take surveillance of, like, parking lot lines, basically, back in the 60s. Like, how... The lens on the camera that was, was ridiculous, wasn't it? That was, like, one of the most expensive pieces of kit on the aircraft, and it, it had this just insane zoom. And, you, like, as you say, you could see, you know, read license plate numbers and you know, from however high they were flying. It's it's mad. So your dad probably definitely met aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flew, flew all four corners of the earth, eh, Tone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the, just finishing that, this up, um, does anyone have any recommendations for more space films? Because I've, I've recently got through all the lists I can think of. So Apollo 13, uh, Right Stuff, um, the uh, first man, um, Mars uh, Attacks, <laughs> what about Interstellar and Gravity? Interstellar, yeah, I don't like them so much. Gravity, I, I, you need to wear headphones or have a really good sound system. Interstellar is very much based on like uh physics, the scary yeah. nano stuff, but and the, they did because they did the, the black hole simulation as well, didn't they? Um, that like they did put a load of supercomputer super time on simulating this black hole to do some weird science mathsy stuff that we've now know more about black holes because of that movie um which is weird um but there's also on uh, aliens 
Um, but... <laughs> on Netflix, there was a, a documentary called Mercury 13 that I watched recently that's kind of bringing this back to the, the original theme of the show. Um, it was about the 13 women who uh, went through all the uh, testing and training for the Mercury program. Uh, yes, my parents said that is a I need to watch that. Mm. It's really good. It is a really good documentary. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, watching that as well as watching the right stuff kind of puts a lot of things in perspective. And I'm first well, man. Well, Tony's wrong about the earth being flat. About many things, Jack. <laughs> about many things. <laughs> oh, what's, what's the one with the, the, the women being the, the computers at NASA on something? Yeah, that, that's it was good. a black woman, wasn't it? Yeah. They're, they're, they're the computers before they were computers. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've got um, what it was called. That that, that's a good film. So, something, it's like, un, un, uh, I can't remember. Someone look it up. Come on, chat. Where are you? Let's play Dementia. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> I'm the oldest. I have a right Our to forget things. Red Dwarf. <laughs> Life. Space 1999. Hidden I'm Figures. Hidden Figures. There you go. There you go. Yay! Frank worked out. Run. I was just testing you guys. I'm not <clears throat> honest. Tune in next week to play another game of dementia. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. Shall I end the show? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. You've been joined by Andrew Sass Frank. Bye. The not only wonderful, beautiful, and talented Mako React. Bye, nice talking with you. Oh, she's so lovely. I'm so ready to hijack that goodbye. I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> and the lovely, sexy, and talented, but possibly will get kicked out because of Brexit, because we're apparently all breaking it. New version of the Windrush. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, goodbye, everyone. See you soon. Bye. We love you. You're an asset to our thing. And I'll make sure Frank fills in the appropriate paperwork to prove that you've sponsored you've, you've, me to stay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if it all goes wrong you can either marry me or tony oh, <laughs> be joined by my little tony Bonjour. i think you'd rather be kicked out than marry one of us. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword i'm not gonna lie uh, <laughs> I'll kind of whoop the rings down the aisle for you. Oh, would you? Thanks so yeah. much. Aww. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's make this a thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, right. Let's uh, do a video. <laughs> quick, everyone run. I can't talk. Uh, everyone's favourite curry kitten. Goodbye. And I've been bright until I fly. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And I really appreciate it. Fourth place. (laughs) Thank our Patreons, Jack. Come on. I'd like to thank Patreons, anyone who sponsors, um, everyone that's tuned in, just a few. Boo Boo, Ben Sweeney, Ladders, Ladders, Clyde. First person. Dave Story, Richard Warwick. Some Back of the falling with star. What's up? I'm going riding Sunday if you want to come. Mr. Fruity Shakes, give a dollar onto our Patreon. We'll make you a mod because we, I'd love to see your comments. Green Pratches, Tribal, FBV. Some of the girls, read the girls. Tornado Girl. Batwoman. FBV. Thomas King for his lovely donation. Thank you very much. Thank you.
and good night. Peace. Bye. 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 Who can say the last word? Me. Telemetry lost.